Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm enjoying this so far. It's a lot of fun. Right, because a lot of podcasts are very much like, oh, and uh, how did you feel about that? <laughs> no, this one we just chat shit for a while. Apologies. I know, but the amount of the amount of mental health podcasts I have to do, I'm, oh. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I now feel depressed. I now. Yeah, but yeah. This is the thing. Just this is the thing. Like, I think there's like, I, I it's such an important subject, and I and I congratulate people who are doing it. And I think it's so important. But also, I think there's a way about doing not making it so morbid sometimes, mm. and sometimes it's a bit too. You know, God, because actually, you know, that's why comedians are so good at talking about mental, you know, Alfie Brown, for example, is really good at, you know, discussing it because he turns it into like a funny way when he talks about the problems that he's had. I think that's a good way of discussing it. Totally. Uh, Like, whenever I've posted any, like, funny story on uh, Instagram or whatever, because I don't mind embarrassing myself because I'm like, well, fuck it, it gets a laugh, that's all right. Mm. But then whenever I've done that and it's been about anything to do with anything that could affect mental health, people going, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like... Do you honestly think I'd be fucking talking about it on Instagram if I wasn't <laughs> yeah. okay? Like, it's not the platform to use. Yeah, but there are. But this is the thing, right? You know, it, it's, it is an important thing, but people do kind of go sometimes, I feel, like really deep into it. And actually, yes, it's, it's important to speak about it and be honest and open, but you can also have a laugh with it. And people don't like it when people are having a laugh about it because, oh, you've got to be serious. But why can we, we can laugh about so many different things. And actually, if we're able to laugh about it, especially if you're experiencing it, surely that's the best form of medicine for it a lot of the time. Oh, totally. And also, I, I think there's like, um, there's a weird thing of, remember, so whenever Billy Connolly or Richard Pryor, like older comedians would talk about like stuff to do with mental health or like having a breakdown mm. or whatever, and you would laugh about it or like even abuse and then you'd laugh about it and then the autobiography would come out and I always remember people kind of going, oh my God, that was all real. I can't believe they were joking about it. But now it seems to be some people want to actually just be nothing but serious about it. I'm like, well, if you laugh, I thought it meant more to me when hearing people joke about mental health because it meant more like, well, first of all, they've found a way of yeah. dealing with it, which is making it funny. Also, it's much more accessible. Like, I, I had to change some of my social media stuff this year, uh, like, of, like, what's on my news feed, because I was thinking, this is just getting really depressing. But uh, <laughs> that's the whole problem with social media, is everybody tries to, like, not even just mental health things, but loads of people say stuff. And I'm like, one of, uh, a guy I went on a date with uh, used the N-word, and that's why there was only ever one date. And then he's now posting about Black Lives Matter. And I'm a bit like, yeah, it's eh, bullshit. It's me? bullshit. Yeah. It's, Aye. It's, Just because somebody shares something doesn't mean they're a good person. But then the thing is, they think they're a good person for doing it. And you're like, you are just going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you are not a good person. You're just doing this to get likes, which, if anything, makes them worse. Yeah, yeah. Because they're literally bandwagoning on things they don't believe in just to, to get some attention. Whoa, this is a deep conversation for the <laughs> yeah, yeah. morning. We went, we went from pissing off skid marks to... <laughs> Actually, if anything, this is like pissing off skid marks. Yeah, yeah. But, but Larry, I suppose... Okay, and, and a question, you've probably been asked this before, but, you know, coming from a Catholic family, uh, living in Glasgow, 
and coming out as gay was that was that quite hard for you if we if we're going to keep on the deep subject was that hard was that too what? was that too deep for me? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, I yeah, God, he's getting, put your helmet on while we say. This is to cover up the tears. No, this was this was the 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 helmet the gay community gave me when I joined. Well, I suppose that how how old were you when you when you came? Are we, can I ask that question, or is that too deep? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can ask me anything you want. I mean, I'm like literally like a fucking. Uh, and there's nothing I don't. I I kind of go like, oh no, I can't talk about it because I always think if I if I keep something inside me too long, then it comes it, out. No pun intended. <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm just like, well, because you know you get that horrible feeling in your gut. I because it always starts in your mm. brain, starts in your ears, goes to your head, and goes to your gut. I'm always like, well, your mouth's in between your brain and your gut. So if you let it out of there, it's not going to hurt you as much down there. Um, That's science. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the wrist bone's connected to the hand bone. I get this the whole time. Recently, if I'm if I'm having a conversation with someone, like in meetings and stuff, and I'm and I'm chatting to them, I always think, what would happen if I leant over and kissed them? <laughs> like, and it always becomes a Tourette's. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to kiss them. I'm going to kiss them. What happens if I do this? It almost becomes this weird Tourette's thing. And then the, the other one, this is so bad, and obviously. It's it's when I see people pushing babies in in their prams, and I think, what happens if I just punch the baby? What happens if I keep getting obsessed with babies and kissing people? I don't get it. It's like it's almost like a weird tick you have in your head. I've never had the kissing one, but I've always had the I've had the punch. I have the have punch you had the punching one. one. If I'm yeah, talking yeah, to someone, yeah. yeah, I always get the punching one. Whenever I'm talking to somebody, my brain just goes, "Oh man, what would happen if I punched them?" <laughs> but then a guy I'm dating at the moment. Because I say it out loud. Since I say everything out loud, you end up sounding fucking mental because your brain is stupid. Everyone's brain is mental. If you actually... So I said to him on our our first date, I went, what would you do if I punched you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but then if we go a little bit more serious, Larry. So so when you you came came out, was was that hard or was that easy for you? Um, asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just asking for some advice. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, thing is, Jamie, you're one of the guys. I'm like, no, you, because I bet you loads of people think you're gay, like, because you're camp. Yeah, like people, people do like a lot of the time. Yeah. And I bet the thing is, I always say this about camp straight guys. I'm always like. They are not gay because if they came out as if they came out as gay, their life would probably be easier. <laughs> Some yeah. I wasn't thinking about the him being camp. I was just thinking about all the guys he fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's it's true. I think you're 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 right in that sense that if you're like a camp metrosexual guy, actually, if you came out as gay, it would be easier because everyone would be like, oh, okay, you can kind of then... Do you just... identify as metrosexual? No, no, it, well, is it, am I metrosexual? Sexual? That's what you said. Oh, it. Isn't that right? Is. Isn't it metrosexual? What is metrosexual? You tell us. You're the one who brought it up. And metrosexual is like a sort of camp straight guy. That's why I thought metrosexual was. Yeah. I think so, and right? It, there's a weird thing of like, it's, it's not socially acceptable now to make fun of like someone for being gay or for being effeminate unless they're a straight man then you can 
So there's that weird thing of like, if you were to if you were to join the community, I can offer you a fantastic package and a free gym membership. <laughs> and if you were to join the gay community, then you'd be to be like, you're not, a, you know, so, it's socially unacceptable to make fun of Jamie for being so utterly camp. <laughs> and suddenly, the, and suddenly the hours of podcasts, <laughs> the hours of podcasts where I've made fun of Jamie being gay yeah, yeah, yeah. would age very badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get done for hate crime, Francis. <laughs> That's what you should do, Jamie. Yeah. Be gay just despite Francis. <laughs> I will do. I'm going to. I'm going to really take him down. Let's <laughs> really just take him down. <laughs> but it's. But I, I, we went. I, I actually weirdly was in Scotland. Um, at my. This was before lockdown. Everything else, and we went to. It was my friend's birthday, and one of my friend's friends girlfriends was there and we were all a bit drunk in the evening and we were talking about stuff and she turned to me and she went ha but we all know jamie's gay and i went what <laughs> i was like what is this like a thing that actually and and people sort of went silent and i was like wait hang on a second there's actually people and it was one of those things i was like and then you become sort of I almost became a bit shifty and awkward oh uh, what <laughs> so, let's go and chop some wood i just love the idea I love the idea of you turning around with like a cravat and a trilby and like with a glass of wine going, what? How dare you? Wait, but Jamie, didn't you, didn't you have to say, say that story? You were at like a rave once and you like, we were like with a friend <laughs> and you were like really loving the, like, like the vibe of the thing and you just like went, <laughs> turned around and like snogged your, your friend. Larry, Larry, let me explain what happened. I was, I just started Lee's University we went to a nightclub called Mint Nightclub, and it was one of those like you know sort of DJ nights, everyone having fun, and the DJ. Had you done a pill or something? <laughs> I've never taken drugs, Francis. We know this. We've already spoken about this. Never, the, never, never, ever. I smoked. I smoked a spliff once. You, you didn't inhale. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I'm no thoughty, and uh, before my thought, because I hadn't done any like I'd only had like weed, and then I was like, well, I need to take some drugs before I'm thoughty. So last year, oh, it's great, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My eyes weren't blue until last year. <laughs> I love it that you thought, okay, before I, I've got to take a drug. So before I'm 30, this is what I've got to do. Out of all the things, not skydiving, not this. No, I've got to, I've got to go and do this. This is going to be yeah, cool. I did think, I was like, well, I'm not very, because I think people like assume that comedians are rock and roll, and I'm not rock and roll in the slightest, man. Like, my, my highlight of my week is when I go and get a, a bloody meal deal from the supermarket and eat, and eat it sat on a bench feeding the pigeons. Like, I love that crap. Wait, wait, but, um, also, wait, hang on, hang on. Do, do people think comedians are rock and roll? Is that, that's a thing? They're not, not anymore. Not anymore. They're not, right? Like, they used to be. Yeah, no, no. Russell Brand is the only rock and roll kind of guy. Maybe, maybe Eddie Murphy was a bit like on the edge of like being like kind of he was like funky and cool and things like. But I don't think now it's all like sort of you know middle class Corbinites. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, hang on. So I, I, I just want to say, so Larry, my, so basically, I just started Lee's University, and um, we went to one of these nights. It was kind of like a DJ night, and the guy, the DJ, started playing um, "Lose Somebody." You know that Kings of Leon song? Oh, was this he, was yeah, this yeah. at Mint? It was at Mint. Yeah, yeah. It was at Mint uh, nightclub, and, and everyone, all of my friends, we just started Leeds, and we're looking, and all of my friends were like hugging, and and one of like my, I saw my friend like kiss this kissed his like friend on like the face and stuff like that so I turned to this guy who I didn't really know and I kissed him on the lips and he looked at me and went what the fuck are you doing and I went oh I'm sorry I don't I don't 
Is this not? Oh, loose! And I just sort of Sorry, danced I around. Sorry, completely misread the situation. <laughs> yeah, now, I thought. Hold on, is that the farthest you've gone with a guy? Uh, I've never snogged a guy. I've never, I've never done that. Even when I was at boarding school, I never, I've never snogged a guy. Wow, it's great. It's great, by the way. I mean, I've, I've snogged both men. Are better. Sorry, ladies. Are they better? <laughs> Aye. Really? Well, well, most of them are. But at the same time, sometimes like if. <laughs> So, sometimes I've uh, I've kissed a guy with a goatee before, and then it feels like you're kissing a lamb. Like you know when you see like a <laughs> you kissed Billy so... Colony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would I do anything for that man? Um, it's like kissing a lamb. It's like, you know when you see somebody like feeding a lamb with a bottle, and you just see the big tongue coming flapping out. That's what it's, it's like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It can be a bit like that if you're kissing somebody with a beer. Wait, okay, so so Larry, when you did you did you lose your virginity to a girl or to a guy? Oh, to a guy. I'm a gold star gay. Oh, really? Uh, is that what the name is? Yeah. Is that the? Yeah, and then um, it's the other one is like a, a, either a double gold star gay or a platinum gay. Is if you have never had sex with a woman and you were born through cesarean. Platinum. Yeah, it means that like you've avoided vagina your whole life. Really. <laughs> Oh, Jamie, wait. you could be that. You could. Do... <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. So, but so, Larry. So, I, I, I feel like I'm really prying here. But I mean, have you? Have oh you no, because ever... I, I completely went past the question before accidentally, and then I realised halfway through chatting, I was like, oh fucking hell, I've just avoided. It. I don't want people thinking I've avoided that question. Be like, what do you, what do you mean, come out as gay? I love vagina. Um... <laughs> so if we if we go back to things, so you, so how old were you when you came out as gay? So. Right, so I basically the the thing the thing is I I hated that thing of like telling everybody all at once because it's a bit weird like because when you see you come out as gay it makes it sound as if like you, you had to wear a sandwich board for a year yeah and you know oh, there's, there's that poofy guy um so what I did was I told my mate my first person I ever told was my pal uh, actually I can say his name because it's a nice thing my mate Keishan um and he was totally fine with it. And then I told my pal Scott, he was totally fine with it. And this was still, this was just before I left school. And then told a couple of other people. So basically only mates knew. Then I went to university and I was like, cool, now everybody could know I'm gay. And it had this weird thing of like, most people in Glasgow thinking I was straight. Most people in uh, Southampton where I went to uni thinking I was gay. And then like in the Midlands, I was probably bisexual or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, did you have to change persona as you went up and down? Did you have to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's beach side, and then oh fucking, oh mate, I oh, fucking love those diddies, man. Um, Look at the size of that. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, though, I still have that street guy persona. Like, I still have that thing of if I'm in a taxi and the guy, the taxi driver, starts talking about. Like, you know, his girlfriend or whatever. I'm like, oh, I see mine. I, see. I still have that, like, you know, that kind of, that straight guy head bob. Like, oh, I mind. If anything, the head bob is more welcome in the gay community. Um, 
I told my I told my parents. I think it's when you tell your parents is a big thing. Yeah, I suppose so. So I told my parents when I was twenty three. Um, there's a really this is calling back to the conversation earlier, which is very strange. Uh, basically, I didn't lose my virginity until I was twenty three. Because uh, yeah, you, I hate... you and Ronan Keating, you and Did... Ronan Keating. I think Ronan Keating left lost his at twenty three as really? well. But hey. Both Catholics. There we go. Both now, Catholics. Now, frantically looking up Wikipedia to see if me and him are the same age now. Oh. Uh, but, but, yeah, we... Well, I don't know. We? I'm talking about me and Ronan now. Oh, yeah. We we weren't, we weren't ready. <laughs> My brain really went with that there. Um, so, I, I was basically... I found that... Um, it wasn't like I kind of think of like, oh, God, I can't possibly, you know... Um, do do that way. I just kind of I, I didn't fancy I didn't like the way I looked so I kind of I thought I don't want to feel sorry for someone um, so <laughs> this is so self-deprecating um, back to the mental health crisis um, <laughs> so I didn't do it for ages but what was weird right I had ferrets uh, I owned ferrets I know you know there's a big loop in this conversation I owned ferrets for um, for years and then as soon as I lost my virginity, and I never done anything sexual with the ferrets, but as soon as I lost... Said, I don't need these anymore. Yeah, three days later, three days later, someone came to pick the ferrets up from me. I didn't even ask them to. <laughs> it's like some guardian... It's like Bag of Ants coming, some guardian angel coming, taking them away from you. You won't need these anymore. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. I just said it in my head, like, you know, the end of Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> yeah, I love Drop Dead Yeah, just at the very end when he has to say goodbye, you're all grown up now. That was me and the ferrets. <laughs> uh, wait, so, so hang on, so you lost your virginity at 23, and what, I think you were going down that road, but what, it's because you weren't ready? Uh, oh no! I basically I, I pure hated the way I look, man. So I was like, I don't want this okay, like yeah. I don't want this fat moly fucking thing lying on top of somebody I fancy. I actually respect them, <laughs> so I just kind of <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. So I I lost weight at the same time. I was is that thing of like I I find I find fat people attractive. Uh, but then at the same mm. time, I just didn't find myself attractive when I was fat. But I suppose that's probably just the fucking. It's just but if it's, it's a thing like I. I think it's the same thing that happens with a lot of people. It's so funny, you know, whether it's guys who, like, uh, their hair is receding or they're short or they're overweight or whatever it is. If you saw, uh, you know, another person like that, whether you uh, attract them or you're not, you just wouldn't care. Like, you don't care the fact that you just don't care. But because it's on yourself, we are so, like, uh, so, like, totally. pessimistic and kind of, like, negative towards our own and, looks all the time. And it's, like, my favourite thing to do. Like, I think that's probably a bit of my straight guy persona coming out. I love to come on a guy's tits. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, as you said it, you had to go down because you were like, whoa. Yeah, no, I was just like, I'm going to put my head down so nobody thinks I said it. <laughs> Jamie, what did you say? In your thick yeah, Scottish was, accent. It was it was Gizmo over there that said that. 
Um, uh, although I figured out a way of getting rid of the moles, right? Because I tried to get rid of the moles, right? Because I don't like my moles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went to the dermatologist about it. He said we can remove them for five hundred pounds a mole. Wow. And I was thinking, well. <laughs> I don't know how much fucking money you, you think I've got. I've got a lot of fucking moles down there. I'm like, honestly, man, I put my, I'm like a leopard. But then, uh, but I just started getting tattoos over the moles to kind of like, to cover them up. So I'm going to be covering those of brown tattoos. Um, but I've got like one of, you know the, have you seen the film The Mask? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've got, I've got that one there. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, and then. You don't have that many moles. Oh, no, look at it, man. It's fucking like. No, I think, no. Think, no although, but I'm gonna get you know Gizmo there, the wee uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna get the uh, gremlin. Yeah, I'm gonna get him there as well because he's a wee bit brown, and I'm gonna get the you know the wee gingerbread man from Shrek. The um, you're gonna get him as well. Your monster. That one. Aye, I'm gonna get him. So as well. wait, hang on. So you're getting loads of characters, loads of things that you like, all tattooed all over movies. your body. Uh, yeah, basically from all the films I love. Yeah, but what's weird as well because this just shows how fucked up your brain works. I'm thinking. I think people would rather have sex with a guy covered in moles than have sex with all the cartoons from their childhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, having sex with me is going to be like having sex in a nursery. <laughs> Guys, I've got to stop you there because I've got to give you the answer to the question of the week. Well, do you remember the question? Uh, yeah, we, the sigh. question was, how many times do you sigh a day and why? And actually... So the sighing, right, obviously is filling your lungs with air and then letting it out. Told you. Um, Told you. But you do it on average <laughs> every five minutes. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. On average, a person does it every five minutes. And if you didn't, what would happen? You would, you would get, not get enough oxygen. Your lungs would collapse. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, look at yeah. that. Larry Dean, what do you think of that, buddy? I'm completely stumped. I mean, like, I'm, I, I can't believe it. I love those kind of facts as well because it's really interesting. I I genuinely love those kind of facts because I even follow like things on Instagram and that of, you know, and you learn something and you promise yourself you're going to remember that piece of information to sound really interesting at a dinner party and then you go to the dinner party and you completely fucking forget it and you end up making something up. Or you get it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's not true. So what's going to be what's going to happen? I'm going to say to everyone, you you know, you sigh once every five years. It's going to be. And then someone's going to go, "Don't your lungs collapse?" And you go, "No, no, no, it doesn't happen." And if you don't, your lungs explode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Larry, listen, um, we've taken up far too much time. We actually, we've, we've gone over an hour. I just, um, but before we sign off, I just want to say, mate, not only are you one of the most hilarious comedians I know, I'm not just saying that because you're here, you are, and we didn't even speak about your comedy career, which is just, I mean, we could talk for ages about that. You really are. You're the kindest, most open bonnet. Open bonnet? <laughs> you're the most open bonnet. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, you're the most open and honest person, and that's just. Oh, I think you're going great. for a bender there as well. Yeah. Open, most honest bender I've ever But, mate, honestly, we really appreciate it. Oh, thank um, you so much, pal. This has been a lot of fun. It's been great. And listen, if you want to go and follow Larry on Instagram, super funny. It's Larry Dean on Instagram. Uh, isn't Larry it? Dean Comedy. Some, some bastard called Larry Dean stole the other one, man, who doesn't even post. Uh, wait, what um, does he do, Larry Dean? Is he also a comedian? Uh, well, there's there's a Larry Dean that's um, that's an American footballer, but it's not him that's taking the the thing. But there's this guy who's an American footballer who's also Larry Dean, and there's also one that's got at Larry Dean on Twitter. So that's not me. That's an estate agent in California. 
who I really? yeah my Larry age, Dean selling Larry sunset. Dean, you want to buy property? <laughs> Real estate. Hey, just new on the market. Um, but my agent was like, oh, we should try and get your at Larry Dean on all your things instead of at Larry Dean comedy because I think at Larry Dean comedy makes it sound like I'm, I'm honestly I'm funny. Uh, so <laughs> so I was and then she said, but I don't know how to find these people. I tracked down that estate agent in America and was like in an hour gave her his uh, his address his phone his mobile number his work number the place he works and she looked at me horrified and she's like how did you get all this information so quickly and I said to her I was like clearly you've never been cheated on before (laughs) (laughs) you become like a a detective as soon as you get cheated on you're just like oh I know everything about everyone Right, Larry, you're legend. Listen, I can, when can we see you back on tour? When's that going to happen? Uh, I think the tour's, like, fingers crossed, uh, is next year now. It was supposed to be in October, but my agent was like, let's just keep it on the safe side. So it'll be kind of like um, March, May next year. Honestly, to all of our listeners, go and check out Larry. It's a, you're genius. You are simply genius, buddy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Paul. You really are. Listen, dude, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. I don't know about this, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't tell anyone about this, but we really put them on the spot. This is your moment to shine, honey. Oh, right, okay. Uh, you... There's a, what's it called? A quote that I always remember whenever somebody pisses me off, and it's a quote I just came up with, is short-term shysters are long-term losers. So people that, like, fuck you over in the short term will end up getting the whatever bad karma they're going to get in the long term. But if you have a terrible time... At the moment, it's probably going to be for a good cause later on. So if you work hard now, you're going to be uh, in a better place in the long term. If you're a nice person now, better place in the long term. So don't worry about the short term, guys. <laughs> Larry, oh, that was awful. No, was that, that really was bad? Good. I feel so no, self-conscious. No, it was so good. It's always good. When <laughs> I you have nearly to... went into full like fucking inspirational TikTok <laughs> moment there of like, hey, you want to better your life? You got to do these four steps, guys. One, drink plenty of fluids. <laughs> Larry D, thank you so much. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.